Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin. I'll be hosting a special live broadcast tonight on News Talk 760 WJR. We're going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is here tonight to tell you what you need to know about how to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether and what you need to do to prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls, so please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, and this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Again, I'd like to welcome all of you to a special medical radio show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are here tonight to talk to you about prevention and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, welcome back to another show. Siobhan, welcome back. We're glad to have you back here. And unfortunately, we're still talking about COVID and what we're, what we're supposed to do next and where the government's failing. Well, I really think the problem is the lack, again, the lack of transparency and now that the Pfizer vaccine is going to have FDA approval, there's processes that are supposed to happen that are public. And the FDA and the CDC are bypassing these public forums to explain the process to the people. Um, and it feels like something's being hidden. Why would you miss an opportunity to explain to people the thought process and the reasoning in an effort to get more people to get vaccinated. And when you're hiding something all the time, it feels like there's something to be hidden. And well, what, what makes you so sure they're hiding anything? I sure hope they're not. But I mean, when you are hiding, they may then there's something They may just be lethargic about getting the message out or getting well, then the reassurance out. It's their job to get that message out. It's their job to communicate to the national people, the, the public about what they're doing, especially if they weigh this much importance on the vaccine. Well, then do what you've got to say to get people to get it. And well, the FDA is just approved Pfizer, so what's the problem? The problem is there's supposed to be a public forum where they're discussing the process of the approval. And there's questions about the about how the adverse um, uh, the, reactions. The, thank you. There's a, there's a adverse events. How adverse events are being reported? So, um, you know, I, I'm I'm reading all these feeds. I don't know. Did getting... they do this with the polio vaccine? Did they do this with all the other vaccines that went? You know, all of the other uh, vaccines that we're supposed to take, just blindly take them. 
for whatever the good or bad, people are more informed and they have more of an opinion. And this is the good and the bad of social media is that everyone has a voice and they can be heard. And we already know that this whole thing is politicized, whether you like it or not. And so if it's important for the government to get Americans vaccinated and they think it's for the the good of the whole for most of us to be vaccinated, then they should be doing what needs to be done to take care of it. And, you know, on Sunday, we're kind of tying in the, the similarity. Sunday, right, Dr. Sun- Collins, Sunday show at 3 p.m. So, so Sunday at 3, we're talking about the tie-ins on how there's really no prevention in healthcare, and it kind of t- it kind of goes with how how messed up our COVID experience has been, and this is the same thing. It's there's no prevention, and the way they're handling COVID is just why wouldn't you do what you need to do? What do they need to do? Well, it's a lack of transparent information. People, in people other words, want, I mean, I'm surprised. You know, while well, you come from this thing where people just do what they do. You know, with the national health care system, the government says, do this, you do it. And it's very possible within the NHS, there's more of a we're going to do the public good. And in this country, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like we're all pawns of some, you know, the multinational corporations and they own our government. So they're telling the FDA what to do. They're driving the CDC on what to do. So. The, the narrative should be flipped to express and hear what the people need to hear to get the vaccine if it's that important. If there's some hidden agenda that needs to be and it's hidden, well, then they're going to do it. They're doing everything they can to hide it and keep the rest of the people uh, skeptical that that something's wrong. I can't even imagine where all this paranoia came from and all this worry about the government's trying to hide anything. You know what? You guys need to be lucky you've got the vaccine. How about that? There are a lot of countries that don't have it or that are still waiting to get their vaccine, and they don't even have a choice. And America's very fortunate that they've got the money, the technology, the resources in order to provide you guys with a vaccine. So how about that? The paranoia is well-earned. And the but reason- how is it well-earned? Well, because... You know, we've talked a lot about the, on, on all of our shows about how our healthcare system is not here for prevention of disease, and why isn't it? That's a huge failure. I agree. They've totally fallen flat on their face by not doing anything to let the American public know about how they can avoid heart attack and stroke and how they can get engaged with prevention. But as far as this vaccine is concerned, what do you want to do? Die in a ventilator in a hospital? The same system that can't figure out how to keep you healthy when that's a real option is what's driving the vaccine industry. And so there's a tremendous amount of skepticism, even if people don't understand really what's going on and why. They know that the healthcare system screwed up, and the screwed up healthcare system and the government is demanding I get a vaccine, and all of a sudden a vaccine, which normally takes 10 years, is out in six weeks. Well, You've got to prove your point, and they're not doing it. The people, half the country that's just going to get in line and get a shot, well, they're done. They got their two shots. They've got a point to prove to everybody else, and they're failing. Okay, let's come back and talk about this on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to a special live broadcast. We are here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, 
talking about prevention. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to prevent catastrophic disease, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we're welcoming you to our special medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We're back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. He's here tonight to give us some hard talk on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. Dr. Collender, coming back, we're talking about the, you know, COVID vaccine and the FDA and approvals, not approvals. You yourself have said over and over and over again, you got vaccinated, we all got vaccinated. It still is the better choice. I would say so. And again, we're not disputing the concept of being vaccinated. We're just, we're, just, we're uh, critical of the government for not taking a better way to educate people about, about the vaccine. The data is being suppressed. Public uh, discussion is being quieted down, um, real discussions being pulled off social media, and it's, there's a feeling that something's being hidden and it doesn't need to be. Um, the, the real information should be out there so that people having complicated discussions can have them and hear answers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think we should go back to kind of what we were talking about, which is Here's a common, you know, this, this vaccine and COVID is a blend of our healthcare system and the government, and they're blowing it, in my opinion. You know, the ability to convey a message, um, they're blowing it with, with prevention. You know, they're the government and our healthcare system. Well, they've system, always been blowing it with prevention. Yeah. They've never been into prevention because guess what? There's no money in it. Right. Um, that is the case. And if there's no money in it, it's not happening. Right. If you stop people from having illness, then there's... Then how are they going to make money? They won't. So you have to not encourage them, but allow them to slide into illness. And before we get back to COVID and prevention, I just want to tell you a sad story. My assistant Olivia came to work last week and told me that one of her friends who got caught up in this vaccine, should we not vaccine, should we do it? 30 years old, young fellow, died. What? died 30 years from, old from the vaccine not, or from COVID not getting the vaccine and he got COVID and he died now, granted, granted he's only one person you know and maybe one person doesn't matter but why did he die he died because he's afraid of all this mixed information that's coming out so all this information all this bad information is just plain wrong there's no question that people that get vaccinated are having less hospitalizations and we're really going by Israel's data right now. We're all following Israel's data because even though they don't have national health care per se, they do have a collection of inform- data that they share, which shows that as the population becomes more vaccinated, more vaccinated people get COVID. It's just not as severe. Uh, but even so, the people in the hospital in Israel are mostly vaccinated 
as a reflection of the vaccination status of the country. Why do we get the flu shot? You get the flu shot so that you don't end up in the hospital from the flu. But you can still get the flu? You expect to get the flu. Okay, so the numbers are showing us that if you get the vaccine, you may still get COVID, but you're not going to wind up on a ventilator and you're probably not going to die. Probably. I mean, it's there's still, again, we're pro-vaccine. Go get the vaccine. It's, I, we don't think it's, I, I've done it and I'll do it again. Um, you know, we're, we're a few months behind Israel and see what happens here. Uh, so most of their hospitalized people now are vaccinated, and that's only because most of them are vaccinated. So they're doing boosters because it'll extend the life of, of the immunity of the country. Yeah, and, and that's what we're doing here. It just needs to be explained better. First world problems. You're lucky that you have the opportunity to get the booster. Well, we're lucky when, we're on the radio talking about health care and prevention. No, so. I, I, I agree with you, but I'm just I'm feeling sorry for all the people that are out there, even the people that are not listening to the show, the people that are out there that are just feeling lost and confused and don't know what they're supposed to do because all of this negative media is coming out about you know, you have the right to be, you know, the government should be transparent. No, I'm sorry. We're not going to wait until we die for the government to be transparent. They've never been, never will be. Well, like you said, the government is here to make money, or at least the healthcare system should make money on treating unsafe disease. Right. And there isn't money in prevention, although we've always said vaccines are prevention. I'm all for shingles vaccines, pneumonia vaccines. Good point. Um, you know, when it's appropriate, hepatitis A and B vaccines. Yes. And the reason we get vaccinated is because vaccines prevent an illness that generates inflammation. And inflammation is what drives chronic disease. If you are predisposed to a chronic illness, you're more at risk to having some exacerbation should you be flooded with inflammatory cells. That's why you need to get vaccinated from whatever's out there because you don't know what your status is. Right. Who just said, you know, we were talking to somebody who uh, had somebody who had a, uh, oh, we had a caller. Yeah, yeah, but you can finish your thought. Okay. Okay. All right, let's let's jump to the caller. So we have Deanna in Northville. Deanna, what's your question? So my question is this. Um, So, yes, I agree with the doctor that there is a lot of pushback with, um, you know, people feeling insecure with taking the shot or not taking the shot. So why wouldn't the government um, take back the bill that was signed that holds all these pharmaceutical companies not responsible for any adverse reactions? That shows that this vaccine is safe, effective, and that they're putting this, you know, on us to say they want to save our lives to a point that they're willing to take back um, the bill that was signed by President Reagan um, with no, I mean, you know, they don't have any um, liability. So, you know, there is a lot of pushback because of that. There's a lot of pushback because of the uncertainty, the hiding of the media, the hiding of, you know, um, you know, just not saying anything about it, hiding everything, censoring everybody that's on there. And so why don't they come out and talk about some of these adverse reactions or things so people do get vaccinated? I, I were, you're saying you're preaching the choir. So we, we're in total agreement that the specific concerns that people have should be addressed publicly. 
from the FDA, from the CDC, um, and there should be public forums about these issues just to answer the questions that people need to hear to get vaccinated, whether Amory agrees with it or not. This is what's going Wait, on. What is that it system. I don't agree with? Just <laughs> that that people that. need to hear explanations about why things are safe and not just take the government's, you know, word for it. Um, Here's what I think. I think people should rely on what their MD tells them, like you. Well, people you, can call you. Wait a minute. You've always been Bible bashing about get the vaccine. <laughs> you got the vaccine. You, 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 Bible you, thumping. Whatever. Bible thumping. Whatever. <laughs> no, but, but a I lot mean, of people don't have access to that. They can't okay, just say, I'm going to ask my doctor right now and get okay, that answer you know right what? now. You know, we'll we spend this. the rest of the show six, talking. Six, six, calendar. Yeah. Call him. Right. He'll tell you to get right. the vaccine. <laughs> We spend the rest of the show talking about doctors don't know anything, you know, that doctors don't know anything about prevention. Why should they know anything about the details of a vaccine other than how their political stances? That drives their, their, what they tell people. I mean, I'm telling everyone to get a vaccine, but I also recognize that government's doing a crappy job of, of convincing you to do so unless you're already, you know, in that mindset to go do whatever is, you know, there to do. Um, I mean, this is just a different kind of problem that is novel and requires a novel approach. And the lack of openness um, fueled by decades of abuse by the healthcare system on Americans. People are tired of it. They're tired of being they given... They just don't know what to do about it. Because there's nothing they can do. They're and powerless. Here, and here we are with All the, the Delta variant that scared everybody to death about the fact that it's worse. It's You're powerless. 10 times worse. You're you, there's okay. nothing you can do against this. All the companies and the government and all of it, there's nothing you can do. So people scream. And, this, and now they got social media and they can be heard. All right. Well, we'll have to come back and talk about all of this on the other side of the break. Again, you are listening to a special live medical broadcast. And if you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke, or you have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We're fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. We're inviting you to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. As much as I'd like to pick up on where we left off, Siobhan's got a backlog We had of an calls. influx of callers. Influx so of calls. let's Who's start first? first off with George in Gross Point Farms. George, what's your question? Uh, really, it's more a comment. Uh, I'm just mesmerized by the way the uh, doctor's handling the subject. Uh, it, it just, uh, I think he's gaslighting, actually. I mean, he's putting wow. so many doubts in people's minds. Uh, what, what does he expect? For the government to give a certificate of compliance whenever a person gets a shot? Uh, I don't know, how, I don't know how you're getting that from what we're saying. 
we're doing nothing but promoting vaccines and recognizing the concerns that people won't get vaccinated have. That's all we're doing. We're not gaslighting anything. We're providing as much education in a straightway fashion, in a normal voice that we can. So that's not gaslighting. We're trying to educate the public. We're pro-vaccine, and we're recognizing the government's doing a crap job of educating the rest of the country that, that has problems with it. Well said. Let's take the next call, Siobhan. Yeah, so up next we have Barry in Ohio. Barry, what's your question? How are you doing today, and thank you for taking my call. You still there? Thank you. Yeah, yeah we're, here. we're here. here. Okay, so I am 57, good health, take care of myself, eat right, all this other good stuff. So my concern is Novavax. It's a protein-based vaccine. I am not vaccinated. But if they put this on the market, I would take it in a second because it's not mRNA. And I think that's a hesitation with a lot of people is because they don't want to do the mRNA. But the protein-based has good results from what I've read and seen online. It's like 90% efficacy, the latest. Why, why is the FDA not approving this if it's that well, good? Well, I'm going to have to say that I'm – right. Right. So I'm going to have to say that I don't know that much about this vaccine as it's just not been uh, come to my attention yet. So, uh, you know, when it gets a little closer, we'll learn more about it. Um, why the FDA will or will not approve this or that is a mystery to all of us. So I can't imagine why the listening audience would have any question about mRNA when they don't know what it is. I mean... Well, there's a lot of uh, I want to say videos on that are that are uh, you on, know, social, uh, on media. social media mm-hmm. ta- very negatively talking about mRNA vaccines. Um, there's a history again. I, again, I got an mRNA vaccine. My kids got mRNA. So vaccines, did we? Yeah. As did we all. But um, coronavirus vaccines had problems back in 2013, and. So, and the funding ended after, you know, SARS and MERS went away. So now um, that all of a sudden we have a reason to be able to handle um, an mRNA option, the, the conversations about the dangers of, M- of, of the vaccine are really based on the 2013 data and are being extrapolated. So I just don't think those are issues. Okay, let's jump to the next caller. Um, we have Pat from Lapeer. Pat, what's your question? Hello, thank you for taking my call. Thank you. My question to the doctors, and first I want to say that I am uh, not against uh, vaccinations at all. I'm not somebody who's one of the anti-vaxxers, so to speak. I have two questions. The first is um, my entire business went through, in March through April, every single one of our people getting infected. We are a frontline company, and everybody on board that's part part of my company got sick. Now, thankfully, everybody recovered, and there was various degrees of how sick they got. But my first question is, what is the problem with this redheaded stepchild approach, those of us who had it and get lumped in with the whole unvaccinated crowd? And, and we keep seeing study after study that's showing those with natural immunity are as good as or if not better than the MNRA guys. So while I'm not an anti-vaxxer, in retrospect, I regret that me, myself and my people did not get it. Uh, what's the difference? Why are we not being looked at? And I think that gets to the politics of it. Like, you want me to take it seriously, then you need to address my natural immunity. And, um, and my second real quick question for you is, I have a very good doctor. 
he also is completely for the idea that you need to get the shot. If you haven't had it, to take the curse off the, the worst symptoms. But he said, hey, this is not a vaccine. A vaccine, this, what this is, is like a flu shot, which you ironically alluded to about 20 minutes ago. It's like getting your annual flu shot. He says, he pointed out to me, when you get a, when your dog gets a rabies vaccine, it doesn't get a little bit of rabies that bites a squirrel. When you get a measles vaccine, you don't get a little bit of measles. When you get a tetanus vaccine, you don't get a little bit of gangrene from a nail. So he said, this, if we could explain it to people, look, it is actually a very good thing, but it's like getting your annual flu shot, which which makes it even more reasonable to understand why you have to get a booster. Dr. Collender, well, let's answer the question. So your first question about, you know, does what role does natural immunity play? And part of the reason we have questions is because, again, the CDC did not, and the FDA did not recognize that group of people. If you didn't go to the hospital, you were pretty much ignored in the data sets. And there isn't a lot of data about people who had COVID but didn't have some serious illness that required hospitalization. So we just don't have this information that you're looking for. All, you know, how I look at this is if we, there was a lot of natural immunity from the original version of the virus, the alpha variant, and now people with Delta are, you know, more at risk who were not vaccinated Passive immunity from alpha may not convey immunity from delta. And, again, that's just what, how, what it appears to me. Um, because if that were not the case, if alpha variant immunity from being sick helped you against delta, then we would not be seeing as much problems with this delta variant among unvaccinated people. And that's why... Um, there's this different, but also it's because the data just wasn't collected well enough. And that's a major, major problem. And a statement for national health care, because if we had national health care, then we'd have this information. The second part of your question, um, which was, Help me with the second part of the question. I lost my train of thought on what he was asking. Yeah, I'm not sure if we still have him on the, oh, on the line. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, talking about, um, you know, we should talk about it more like, oh, you get, you oh, get this or, as like your right. flu shot, your Thank annual you. flu, Thank flu you. shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So, well, we've been talking about that all along, that this is just something you're going to do. It's, it should be just baked into the flu shot, and it'll be adjusted as we go, because now that coronavirus is in our environment, it's in our environment. It's no longer a pandemic. It's endemic, just like the flu shot is. So I would, you know, I agree with what you're saying on, on, on that end. It, it just shouldn't be a big deal to get a booster just like a flu shot. Yeah. Let's try and jump to one more caller before the break. So we have now Leslie from Dearborn. Leslie, what's your question? Well, I have my flu shot, so it's not about the flu shot. Or the That's all right. Um, I'd like to know how, I know you're big on treating inflammation, which is the uh, root cause of so many illnesses. Um, I'm wondering how you treat your chronic, your patients with chronic pancreatitis. I, oh. um, wow. had That's specific. Pardon me? 
That's very specific. So, um, well, I'm going to interrupt a little bit and get you as much as we can, but we handle this like we handle most people with chronic disease, which is first identify how you live your life. You know, what do you do every day and find ways to manage it. We can talk more about that after the next yeah, break. Yeah, we'll come back after break. the break. In the meantime, we have to take a quick break, and you're listening to a special live broadcast from the studios of Startup Nation in downtown Birmingham. If you have a specific question the subject we're discussing tonight and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat the chronic and debilitating diseases we've come to accept as inevitable. We're broadcasting live from the Startup Nation studios in downtown Birmingham. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collander, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. And as this is our last segment, a couple of things I want to say. Anyone who's listening, you should tune in to our Sunday show, 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. on Sundays every week. And please continue to tune in every Thursday at 7 if you have questions for the doctor. We, we do have several calls, and we, we want to get a hold of everybody and let everybody have a chance to talk. For the uh, listener who called in about pancreatitis, please just follow up by calling 866-COLANDER, K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R, and Dr. Collander will be glad to give you advice as to where to go on your particular medical journey. Siobhan. Yeah, so let's start with Allie in Grand Ledge. Allie, what's your question? Yes. Um First off, I do have a science background, and I do think it's important that the person, everybody should make their own decision. It should not be forced upon them. I have had it. I'm 70 years old. I have, a, I have congenital hemolytic anemia. Because of that generation, you just don't run to the doctor or the hospital. I got through it. It took me a while, but I did get through it. This is the problem. Too many people do not know how to contain themselves when they do get this type of virus, no matter if it's flu or whatever. They don't know how to contain it and take well, care of themselves. I, I have a, do, you have, do you have a question for us? Yeah, what's the, what's the what question? What can we do to get out there the information and not drill it in people? They have to get it. It's a, it has to be a personal decision. We agree with you. We're going to cut you off because we've got all the callers, but we agree with you that the government is doing a poor job of disseminating the information they have to answer the questions that people have. And we're we're... We're all with you, and that's what we're complaining about the last several shows. Right. Siobhan, yeah. who's next? Okay, up next we have Frank and Romeo. Frank, what's your question? Good evening, Doc. Hey, real quick question. Uh, one of the frustrating things is nobody thought, talks about the therapeutics. So if I'm your patient and I get diagnosed with COVID, 
do I just go home and just wait to see if I end up in the hospital, you know, or do I get some therapeutics? Right, good question. Finally. <laughs> and anyway, I, I can answer not that, that. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, Dr. Collender did not have one single patient that was hospitalized because he treated them immediately, and I'll let the doctor tell you what he did. Well, so I'm open to everything, you know, so I'm all about making sure your vitamin D's, of, you know, level, you take zinc. We're prescribing hydroxychloroquine still for people that get COVID. Um, I'm open to using ivermectin if you want to do that. Um, that's something that's been kind of left behind. And also what do you do is you reduce your body's level of inflammation ahead of time. It's called prevention. Keep getting yourself healthy makes it so that you don't have such a bad outcome from COVID if you do get it. And that's that conversation's flown out the window uh, a long time ago. Thanks mm-hmm. for calling. All right. Up next, we have Pat in Richmond. Pat, what's your question? After I tell this story, I want to ask the doctor's opinion on if he thinks mandatory masks and mandatory vaccination are really the way to go sometimes. There's a person I know went down to Texas for a wedding back in mid-July was an Airbnb with, um, out of 19 people on that Airbnb, 17 came down with COVID. Um, this person was one that did not, never had, the person never had a vaccination. And um, this person had to drive 28 hours in his car with two highly virulent COVID people, a 92, his 92-year-old father and his niece. They were okay, I think we have hacking, the answer. Hacking, coughing, and he did all the driving. And so... Upon uh, coming back to Michigan, his employer wanted him to get a rapid test, which came negative, but then they wanted him to come back five days later because perhaps it incubated and there could be some, um, you know, a latent period of virus. It came back negative five days later, no detectable virus in the person's nasal, nasal passages. Then the doctor said, do a PCR test. It's much more detailed, accurate. So he did that and also negative. So this person I think being, we have the answer. Well, we just, you know, some people are just a little more immune and maybe that person just has a is super healthy and their immune system's great and they just fought it off right away. So um, you kind of threw in there, what do I think about mandatory vaccines? But I don't know how that story had anything to do with mandatory vaccines. I'm not up for mandatory anything. I agree we should have choices. Um, you know, there should be a you know, there's a price for the choice you make. You know, Amory's like, what's the choice? Is well, you end up on a ventilator if you not don't get vaccinated. Um, but I also think there are people who are never going to get it, no matter what they're around. They're just immune to it, or they're just not going to catch well, it for whatever reason. It's part of knowing your profile. Right. You know what's going on with you, and that is not any information you're going to get from a, your regular doctor. Right. Getting some idea of where your inflammatory status is where you are with your vascular health, which is a, a product of inflammation, um, is a big deal. So it just isn't, uh, you know, we don't have that. Most of you don't have that information. Siobhan, do you have any other callers? Yep, so we have a, uh, up next Jeff in Royal Oak. Jeff, what's your question? Yeah, hello, doctor. Um, uh, I have concerns about the, uh, about the shot. Uh, I don't think it's a vaccine. I've been taking uh, therapeutics like... Uh, quercetin, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, really been following the guidelines of the FLCCC doctors. And uh, the doctors here, I find, will not will not give you ivermectin, will not get you hydroxychloroquine. They want you to go to the hospital, and uh, they want you to be treated at the hospital. 
and in the hospital will want to put you on a ventilator and it'll kill you and they'll make $53,000. Right. Wow, so well said. We, we, yeah. needed, we need an open, honest discussion about uh, why is Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA uh, vaccine, and uh, the reti- one of the retired scientists from, uh, from Pfizer, as well as many others, uh, Francis Boyle, all very highly credentialed uh, doctors and virologists saying that it causes blood clots, myocarditis, uh, deaths, the spike proteins attached to your, uh, to your arteries, and we need an open, honest debate. We, we don't get that. They deliberately do not pr- provide that. And they deliberately uh, make getting ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine very difficult to get. Why is that? Well, the simple answer is if you have a treatment in ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, you can't get a vaccine. That's a simple answer. And so those revenues or avenues both were not looked at clearly. And so this is the problem, is that this information is not being um, handled. It's not being given to us. And I, I, all of your concerns are, are real. Okay, so we can maybe squeeze one, in. Our maybe. last call has to be really, oh, really quick. Sorry. Uh, we have Dan in Chesterfield. Dan, you have like 15 seconds to ask your question. This one has to do with hearts. Um, what do you think of liquid chelation to kind of clear your arteries out of any uh, deposits? Well, that's a good one that has no answer in five seconds. So no, but give I, us, I give think us, that the, the, this uh, caller the, should right, call, call 866-COLANDER, and Dr. Colander will give you a direct answer. That's K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. K-O-L-E-N-D-E-R. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. So I'd quickly like to thank Dr. Brian Colander, MD, specialist in prevention for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin. We hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health, whatever your medical journey. Please continue to tune into our shows for the latest medical updates. Sunday at 3 p.m. and every Thursday at 7, we have a live show and you can call in and ask questions. Thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well.